Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's another episode of Crushed, this time with comedy writer-performer and Penny Dreadful, David Reed. Uh, And I really love this episode. I know I always say that, and in a way, uh, podcast episodes are like my children, in that I love them equally, but some of them are more annoying than others. Um, That makes it sound like I've got loads of kids. Anyway, uh, I really love this episode. We've had a couple recently um, which have been about the sort of communal aspect of crushes where a group of girls, let's face it, get together and sort of dish out a boy band member each. And um, what I really love about this is it's sort of about the loneliness of crushes, uh, which makes it sound much more uh, sad and traumatic than it actually is. It's a very funny episode, but it is. What I will say is that uh, afterwards, Dave said, um, I'm sorry if I didn't really engage with your questions very well. I just had a lot of stuff I wanted to get off my chest. And um, on the crushed bingo card, uh, one of the things that I love to hear is, I've never told anyone this before. And this episode is basically sort of the whole thing he's never told anyone before. And that's very much, uh, I think, a straight man thing where um, they just don't, as far as I can tell. They don't talk about these... um, I mean, I'm going to say traumatic. They are traumatic, aren't they, crushes? Or they certainly can be. Um, And I think that Dave is incredibly, as well as being funny and charming, thank God, because otherwise it is just a therapy session. He is really thoughtful and articulate. um, And I just think it's a really special episode, which uh, I know makes it sound very worthy as well. I can imagine Dave's reading reading this, listening to this and thinking, oh my God, what is coming but I promise it's it's a great episode um I do want to make an appeal uh for for your support because I do love your support um I'm not just talking to Dave now by the way if I want to speak to him I'll I'll ring him. I'm talking to you, dear listener, and I know how easy it is to only half tune in to the bits of podcasts where people are asking you for stuff. Um, but yeah, basically, I, you know, I've done it myself. I've tuned out. Uh, but if you can tune in, if you can just chuck us a bit of money via Ko-fi or Substack or just you know, like, subscribe, and um, come and follow us on Instagram at uh, Crushed at MCS. No, at Crushed by MCS. So sorry. Um, Like things 
and repost things and do all of that uh, if you care about me at all. Um, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel like this is threatening now, but maybe threatening's the way to go. Who knows? Anyway, um, those two things are, I love this episode. It's a really good one. And I think I deserve your time and your money. Let's say that. Here's the show. Hello and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn smith a podcast about the pains and gains of unrequited love. My guest today is the brilliantly funny writer-performer, David Reed. Hello, Dave. Oh, no. It's <laughs> no, been years no, since that happened to me. Uh, yeah, hello. Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Now, Dave, you are ultimately a good boy. So you have done... Hang on, hang no, what? No, just listen. Yeah, okay. Um, so you have done your homework, is what I'm saying. Oh, you I see. Listen to this podcast, you know what this is about. Oh, I so mean, you... you're, you're putting that down to some sort of work ethic. Yeah, what are you... It's actually, it's my failing memory that means I have to <laughs> sit there and go, what has happened to me that might be of interest to others? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's appreciated anyway. So you have been... But you, you did say to me when I spoke to you about this that there was some stuff that you have never talked about because yeah. you are a boy. I'm a boy. <laughs> I am a I am a boy man um, who, yeah, so the, I mean, boys just don't, men don't talk about yeah. this stuff. So I, this is probably the first time I've ever spoken <laughs> to anyone about most of this. Okay, great. I mean, the other thing that I happen to know about you is, oddly, you went to an all-girls school. Yes. <laughs> So, so do you want to explain that, that might, first? That might feature. Um, yeah. So I was... What, what age was that? I was 10 years old. Mm. Um, and I, I I have my parents' version of this to go on because I weirdly don't remember most of it. But they got the feeling that I was not uh, getting what I needed at the school I was going to. I was coming home and saying I'm bored and I, I don't remember any of my classes from that period. And so they were like, well, we need to do something. And so they moved me to a Quaker school where I was the only boy in my year. And uh, on the topic of Crushed by Margaret K. Smith, <laughs> yes. um, that was my first time I started to sort of notice because there well. were so many of them. Well, I had no choice <laughs> but to notice them. <laughs> yes, there were no there were no boys with which to ignore all the girls with. <laughs> so yeah, no. Suddenly, when I was nine years old, all of my friends were boys. I don't think I'd spoken to a girl particularly. You know, I pr- I will have done, but you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah, they I don't, weren't. I didn't have any female purview. friends or anything. And then suddenly, age ten. All of my friends are now girls. Yeah. And so it was this it was this very odd time to then start fancying your friends yeah. at the same time. And did you and was that the first? Yes. Well this think? is the thing I was thinking about this. I, I don't I don't remember being into um uh women in any any kind of way in that <laughs> like in that way. I don't it's remember funny, fancying the... people before that year. So yeah. I think that's when I started to go, oh hello but also I was outnumbered. <laughs> but that, was that a good thing, though? Did I, you feel like I don't that think was... It, I don't feel it was a bad thing. Like, I... But you weren't the kid in the switch-up. No, I mean, it was... <laughs> I was a tragic figure as well. <laughs> so I was... I I was like a... 
a kid who didn't make the recall uh, stage uh, for <laughs> the Milky Bar kid. Like, that's what I looked like. Were you like. actually that? No, I wasn't, okay. but that's what I looked like. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like blonde, bowl cut and NHS glasses and quite short and stocky. Um, and actually uh, had a scar on my forehead. So if Harry Potter had existed, I would have been a king. But <laughs> oh, it did so not annoying. exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just missed um, that. Back in the 90s. Um, so, yeah. No, I, 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 was, I was quite a, a tragic little figure. Um, but do you think the girls... girls- Saw you like that. Were you? Were they looking at you, going, "Oh my God, well, this isn't the the specimen we were hoping for." Hoping well, when they <laughs> well, this is the thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Ten year olds do. No, think well, like that's that. it. You don't. It's or you, you don't. Some you don't do, feel maybe. these things with uh, great clarity yeah. when you're that age. Sure, you don't really know what you're you're feeling. You know, I definitely had my first crush in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Like um, her name was full name, please. Yeah, Sammy Blackburn. Um, and made up. You, no, not made up. Are we supposed to be making them up? No, no. Because people will just Google, you know, find people. Sammy Blackburn, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably married, so. Uh, I imagine people. so. We're not still in time. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I just just really, you know, really liked her. Mm-hmm. and But wouldn't know how to say anything to her about that or, you know. And is in, she, the was she the the person you liked the most or was it just a different kind of liking because I'm assuming so all your girls are friends or your friends are girls yes. rather um and so you know presumably you really liked I was, I was definitely closer to other girls yeah you know Sammy yeah. Sammy was more afar you know? yes and what was it about her that was afar? I don't know I just I just really liked her I, li- I liked her energy I liked her spirit <laughs> I vibe. don't know I don't know what it was I don't know what it was but I I do remember that um, I, w- I would just sort of be sort of nice and hope that that worked. I remember two things happened um, during the time I started fancying Sammy. One was having zero interest in music up to that point. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd had no, I didn't listen to music. If it came, if a music video came on uh, going live or something, <laughs> I'd turn it off because I was like, I don't know what this is. Wow. And I turned around to my parents and said, I want to play the drums. Like, at age 10, now that I fancied girls, I had no idea Amazing. where that thought came and from. And this was pre-love, actually, so it's not <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely, <laughs> it didn't come from that. <laughs> Every young boy's dream to be uh, Liam Neeson's son. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I was like, I want to play the drums, so I started get, having drum lessons at that time. Do you think that was directly related to Sammy Blackburn? Uh, looking back, absolutely, yes. Yeah. I don't know why I thought... Yeah, or did she seem like... No, no, she of... did not seem like someone who'd be into drummers, but a, a ten-year-old who's into <laughs> drummers. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And the other thing that happened... presumably you, you thought you had to have something in your. I don't know. It was just there was armory. no logic to it. No. But but I hadn't felt an impulse strong enough to just turn around to my parents and go, "This is who I want to be." Before that was the first one. Of right. Both. Um, possibly the last as well. <laughs> I've not spoken to them since. <laughs> Um, but the drumming went well, though. It did go well. Well, the, the, it, it actually all ties back in because the only other thing I remember doing uh, in that class to try and sort of ingratiate myself uh, was to offer Sammy something from my pencil case because <laughs> I learned pretty fast that 10-year-old girls in York were into take that and stationery. 
Um, those were the two things. And so I had to have a favourite member of Take That. Yeah, who'd you go for? Gary Barlow, because I thought he's the sensible one who writes everything. I'm not so into everything else that's going on. Um, and <laughs> the wrestling in jelly. Yeah, all of that. I don't yeah. think we'd seen that one, to yeah. be honest. That was a bit niche back then. You had to have it on VHS. And, and the other thing was stationery. So I, I offered her, like, a really big rubber. Like, just oh, as a gift. yes. Like, like an really office. Really manly. Office, sorry. But then the... The, the tablet one, the, it's was like it? It's like really round, looks oh. like a large pill. Like it was yes, a Dr. Yes. X. Smith one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still into those. I'd oh, yeah, still, yeah I would totally really good. Last like ages. A, a boy who gave me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but the loudest girl in the class, Katie Davies, uh, saw that I was gifting Sammy a enormous rubber and so asked where her gift was. Oh. And so out of sheer embarrassment and shame, I gave her my protractor. <laughs> And then it turned into sort of a free-for-all of all of the girls getting something from my pencil case. So I ended up with no stationery by the end of that day. <laughs> and, and, and the gesture had been lost. <laughs> oh my God, that's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, was a, it was a really tough time. I didn't know what was going on for most of that year. I do remember, because um, I had no, nothing to sort of compare it with. Because I had no sisters. We know, was I was, wasn't say. close to any, you know, friends, sisters or anything like that. Um, and then I remember one day the RE teacher's son, um, whose name was Hyla Campbell. Um, <laughs> Hyla? Hyla, yeah, really rare name. Um, he, he was at the school gate because his mum was taking him home or something. And the girls just <laughs> changed. Like, all oh, of them. They oh, were so, wow. He was my age. Okay. Right? He wasn't like this older, like, yeah. <laughs> sexy guy on a motorbike. Like, he, he was just a boy. And they they all just got giddy. And I remember just going, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> but were you, like, oh. studying him and thinking, what is it about you? Can um, I do something to be more like Hyla? No, I would never have been that clever Active, about it. Yeah. I just remember sort of feeling a bit jealous and sad. And I remember very specifically, shortly after that happening, that I remember thinking, if girls are going to like me like that, I'm just going to have to be really, really nice to them. Oh, but that's such a lovely, lovely conclusion and probably really wrong. Really wrong. <laughs> it's not accurate. I'm so sad that that isn't accurate because it absolutely should be. Well, actually, I don't know. Niceness, that yeah. seems a bit... I think Maybe that was probably my weak. my thought of my word for kind back yeah, then. Yeah, okay. But it was yeah, it was it wasn't I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of works. It's a slow road. It, oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a slow, slow no, road. I well that's what I was um, going to say. These days I would hope, I mean you're not on the market anymore, but No, I'm not. Um if you were, I think that that's a like much bigger thing obviously than when you were 10. But, um, oh, if you're 40, yeah, you've really 40, put the hours in. You no, just put that on your Tinder yeah. profile yeah. and you're, you're sorted. But weirdly, I think it can just... I don't... I, looking back on it, what was there anything about Hyla that you could identify that was different from you or that was attra- would have been attractive? Oh, he was taller, he had nice hair, like he wore... Um, he wore good jumpers. I mean, just imagine a really hot 10-year-old, Margaret. If you just imagine that, that's Don't. what it was. Um, so what, but interestingly, I remember we went on a school trip 
we went gorge walking that year, if that's a thing <laughs> ten-year-olds do. We all got dressed up in waterproof like onesies and then went walking through a gorge. And uh, uh, Carolyn Vall fell in a gorge. <gasps> um, she was fine, but she was very accident prone. Anyway, wow. Because, Amy, Amy McWannell. No, sorry, Fiona McWannell, one of the twins. Yes. Uh, um, blew off a cliff on. A <laughs> On a primary school trip, oh she was so light and it was so windy. And luckily, but like she was hovering, and the teacher grabbed her oh back. My. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! God. That's, that's terrified me. I know. Um, but so I went on this school trip, and because I was the only boy, mm-hmm. and it uh, the it was dormitories, like you know, massive bunk bed dormitories, so that I wouldn't be sleeping alone in an enormous dormitory. Mm-hmm. They. They shipped a boy in, um, and it was Hyler. They shipped Hyler in. Oh my God! This is like and the plot so to something. Hyler actually became the first person to ask me about my feelings towards girls that same year. Wow! Not in the dorm. In the dorm. Oh, in the dorm. In Were the, the lights dorm. out? Uh, yeah. Sort yeah. Of like, the truth comes out. You know, yeah. suddenly there's all. And I, t- I, I remember telling him I like Sammy. I like Sammy Blackburn, and. Within about two hours the following morning on this school trip, um, he was dating Sammy's best friend, Laura. <gasps> okay. All right. Well, at least it wasn't Sammy. No, no. I mean, that would be such a betrayal. Yeah. Horrible. Anyway, this trip goes on. It's like two days. It's like a weekend. And on the final night, um, Hyla cries himself to sleep because him and Laura have broken up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Wow. And this is age 10, 10. still. Um, yes. But the story gets better because cut forward six years, right? I don't see Hyla again until big school. We end up being in the same school. And he ends up, now that I'm a drummer of six years experience, he ends up, and he's a handsome tall man, yeah. he ends up being the singer in my band. Oh my God. And we sort of reminisce about that that one weird weekend, weekend we had. Yeah. You, know, you know, remember your relationship with Laura and all this. And he and he said, well, don't forget about you and Sammy. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I asked her out for you. And she said yes. And oh. I was like, you didn't tell me that. Oh, my God, I feel ill. And so I suddenly was like, she thought we were going out <laughs> for the rest of my time at that school. No, hang on, and hang I, on. I just, what do you mean she thought you were going well, out? she said yes, and then, but I was unaware that that had happened. So she thought you were really playing I don't a weird, know what she weird thought. Game. I was just, I was like, oh my, I, this is six years later I'm getting this information. That's insane. Yeah. So do you remember her behaviour changing towards you? No, but I would have been oblivious at that age. I wouldn't have known what I was looking for. I suppose was... it is sort of possible to be going out with someone age 10 and not Definitely. know. Because it seems like uh, 10-year-olds going out, it means a, a very, very narrow range of activities. Yeah, sort of walking I mean, next to each other. That's it. It's mostly other children dancing around you excited that you're going to be married one day yes like that's most no but you that but surely if that's happened you would have noticed that i hope so but i mean it was it was mortifying i i saw sammy it's one mortifying more time for her as well, well no I, yeah it's worse for her in many ways <laughs> yeah i saw her one more time when i was 17 and we were on a bus together and all of this sort of came flooding back i was just like oh my god <laughs> 
And so I try. I remember trying to look as cool as possible as sure. I walked past her, just like, there's the punctuation on it. That'll be <laughs> fine. And I promise you, the moment I walked past her, my rucksack snapped, uh, <laughs> rucksack strap snapped, and I sort of fumbled to carry it, and I fell out of the bus. <laughs> and that was the last time I saw her. That was that was. Oh it. my god! And you hadn't seen her since no. for six years before yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like we need to track her down. Ask <laughs> her what the hell, because she was. I mean. I'm telling you, she was possibly Carrie and she possibly made that happen to you. <laughs> that's, exactly that's because it. revenge. Revenge. I mean, I can't Oh god, if only somebody had asked me out on behalf of someone I liked and I'd said yes. Right. But then that mu- that must have been so confusing yeah. to, for then you to not alter your bet. But maybe she I don't know. Uh, but she won't have known what a boyfriend is supposed to do or what you... Well, no, but like... what happened with Hyla? Because Hyla and Laura, Laura yeah. clearly it was full-on big drama. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, there was... was stuff. That was a relationship, that's what, right? That's what the school trip was about, was the fact that those two... And what... But again, was together. that just people dancing around? Yeah, but in waterproof clothing. <laughs> <laughs> But they, what I'm saying is they knew they were going out. Yeah. Like oh, that yeah. was a really yeah, big yeah, yeah. thing. So I don't think that, you know, Sammy was presumably expecting a bit of that. I, I, I assume so, but she, she got nothing. She got, <laughs> you, know. you could be married to her now. Might be. No, no, I, no, I know. It's all, it's very weird, but it sort of, it, it, it all worked out in the end, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't feel too mortified by the whole thing. I was 10 but years you, old. Yeah, and you didn't think of asking her out yourself. I mean, that would have been doubly confusing for her if I she's don't like, think I've I've said yes. No, exactly. I'm, uh, no, I would never, I've been mortified. My, my, my MO is I tend to sort of be friends with somebody and then we just sort of fall into it, turning into something else. Like <laughs> it, it avoids the whole awkward conversation part of it. Yeah. So you've never asked anyone out? That's not true. I have done. Um, but it's, yeah, rarely. Rarely, I think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, there was, there's, uh, there was a girl who I don't want to name, actually. It's not very no. fair on her. Uh, oh my God, what did you do to her? No, not what I did. It's just, it was all, all <laughs> a bit messy and I think it's not very fair to name her. But I, okay. Um, but who I was obsessed with at university. Yeah. For how long? Uh, all of it. <laughs> no. Uh, she arrived, she was a, a year behind me at university and then, so it will have been for four years, I think. Because um, I stayed on. At, uh, to try and track her. No, I, just lived, I lived in Edinburgh for a year. Sure, after you're graduated. one of those people. Yeah, yes. Aimless. <laughs> yeah, Aimless get out. People. Start your life. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. No, I've got a year. Um, no, so I, I was, I, I, you know, re- really, really into her. And we we flirted a lot, you know, this, uh, the kind of, you know, giving each other massages and stuff that 20-year-olds pretend platonic friends do. You yeah, know, when actually yeah, yeah. everyone's just That's thought, something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and stuff. And, um, but nothing ever happened and I was too you know, cowardly to do anything about it. And she was a friend? Well, that was why it was so tough, because she was a very close friend. Okay. And, you know, all the so, rest. So, and what, then... all right, you say she was a very close friend, and I've had this uh, conversation before with people where, 
because I have um, been rejected on the whole, I don't want to risk the friendship thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that and, is such a lie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always felt like it was. Yeah. And I, I believe it's possible, but I also mainly think it's a nice way of saying, I don't fancy you. Right. Most yeah, of the I, time. But I also, but, but but also I've, got my, I've always, you know, I've, I've slept with a lot of my friends. <laughs> and... And we're still friends. Like, it's not been a problem. You know, you, you just sort of muddle along and you find yeah. a new place where you're both happy. Has I it mean, always been all right? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, it has not. It, I, I, more, more or less, I am still in touch and close with nearly all. Everyone you've ever <laughs> slept with. This is, that is, a weird, um, is that a weird thing? Oh, it's, it's the opposite of your wife, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, she's got a, a list written in her own blood of everyone she's ever slept with. They're all going to find themselves in hideous accidents at some point. Yeah. Um, um, okay, no, but my point is, at some point, yeah. you weren't friends, right? And you say that you fancied her from the beginning. Okay, so, um, no. So what happened with this one was, um, to tell you the honest truth, I was in a long-distance relationship, um... And it was going south. It was sort of wobbling, and it was I was I was not in a good place, and it was it was messy. And this girl I also liked, and uh, and I slept together when I was in the middle of that, and it wasn't great because it was I wasn't in the Bad right time. place. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And then it and because because of that, I felt like it was done. But I was still wanted it to be something that we had, you know, okay, something more, so something the... more innocent, almost. Right. And and uh, but I don't say anything. Don't say anything. Years go by, and then I'm doing a play where I'm playing a Brazilian revolutionary. <laughs> obviously, you didn't casting. brown up. Did um, you? No, I did okay, not. But they tried dyeing my hair, and it didn't take. Um, I'm so blonde, or oh, was back then. <laughs> my hair was just like no, um, <laughs> no. Uh, but the character has to smoke on stage. This was when you're allowed to smoke on stage. Mm-hmm. And I've never smoked in my life. As you said at the beginning, I'm a good boy. <laughs> and, uh, but I knew how fraudulent people can look when they... Oh, God, smoke, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know that when people yeah, pretend to smoke at a party and you're just like, oh, stop, stop. <laughs> They've got the wrong end in that. Yeah, you're not, thing, a, yeah. you're not a Russian guard in the Second World War. Like... Doing that thing with your hand where you're... Where you're covering the whole thing from the wind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, now I'm thinking that looks quite cool and I might start... (laughs) (laughs) You might start smoking. Yeah, yeah, just to do the Russian. But, um, so I need... Anyway, I was... uh, I was learning to smoke at the time and she was a smoker. And I was round a friend's house playing poker. It must have been 11, 11 11.30 at night. And I suddenly got a text from her. This is when nothing had happened for years. um, Saying... Uh, come round to my flat, I'm going to teach you how to smoke. And I was like, this is out of the blue. I was like, I got all excited. Like, I got yes. like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, because that is clearly an excuse. It's 11.30 at night, right? I'm in the it's middle of a poker weird... game, so I just fold and leave all my money there and just <laughs> sort of speed walk round to her street. And as I get, and it's so it was in Marchmont, as I get to, in Edinburgh, as I, as I arrive in the street, she's... Uh, arriving at the other end, wheeling her bicycle with an old man. <laughs> I'm like, 
what is going on? Oh, God, an and ambush. They get closer. He looks about 50. He's this little bald man. And I realise quite quickly that she's quite pissed. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Anyway, I talked to this guy and she'd clearly fallen off her bike on the meadows and oh, he'd God. been a good Samaritan about it. She was very jolly. She wasn't she yeah. hurt herself, really. But I was also a bit suspicious of this man's intentions walking a 20-year-old home. Drunk. And so I was just like, uh, thanks very much and I'll take it from here. And we we went upstairs and she was still You got rid of the man? I got rid of the man. I mean, for a second I thought that she'd hired him to help you smoke. (laughs) No, well, that would have been amazing. This is a smoking coach I found. What are the chances? (laughs) Found him under a bridge. Um, No. So so we went upstairs and she was like, we're going to (laughs) watch... My favourite film in the whole world, Truly Madly Deeply, wow. and I'm going to teach you how to smoke. I was like, okay, okay. Is there a lot of smoking me... in that? No, it's just a romantic it's crying. film. It's a lot of crying. Yeah, it's I not... was like, what is happening? Yeah. This is... But that sounds to me like a 20-year-old trying to seduce someone. That's the sort of thing I would do. I, I know, I'll show them right. a That's what it felt like making to me. film. But I didn't know where I stood. I didn't know what was happening. But I, just, I was like, okay, let's see what's going on. Um, she puts the film on about 20 minutes and we're just sitting there in silence watching a film and about 20 minutes in she goes to the bathroom and she doesn't come back God. and after about another 20 minutes I, I sort of like I, I wander into the corridor and I can hear the showers on and I'm like <laughs> okay okay um, right Okay, well, I guess she's having a shower. So I go back to the film. I watch the whole of Truly Madly Deeply alone. Um, and then I... And she's still not come back. And I then... I then start to panic. Because I'm like... Well, I have yeah. no I have no How reason to be she? in this... Fl- I don't know. Yeah. She was coherent. She was, you know, but... Bleeding from her knees. No, no, nothing like that. But it was... And... So I sort of, I knock on the bathroom door oh, and I, I call her name, no reply. So I knock a bit louder, nothing. So I start shouting her name oh, and dang. pounding on the door and I'm terrified of this. Yeah, point. no, it's horrendous. Because I'm, so I, I, the only thing I can think to do is I kick the door. Yeah. Right? And... She's passed out, naked in the bath, the shower on. She's fine. Oh, my God. So I'm just like, oh, this didn't <laughs> I'd really love for our plan. listeners to see the shrug that you um, gave yes. them. The sort of sad shrug. So I, I, I bundle her up in a towel. I carry her to bed. I make sure she's sort of all right and has a glass of water by the bed and everything. Yeah. I pull her door to and I leave. Oh, Dave. And the next day I check in on her and uh, she's absolutely fine. She's hung over and I try that. Did you, so how I, did you check in on her? Did you ring? Did you text? Uh, I, 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 I. You went round? I called, I, re- I went round, I think. Yeah, I think I, no, I called her, I think. Yeah. I think I called and she did pick up. Um, because but then I try in that mortifying. clumsy way to bring it up because I want the, I, I'm so desperate for this to have been a shared experience and I had so many Aww. questions. I was like, so can I ask you had a bit, bit to drink last night and she just shut it down with just like, can we not? And oh that was God. it. And I was like, oh God. I, I was 
terrified that you had died. Yes. And you don't know this happened? And and it suddenly struck me as just like, and that is our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's so one-sided that this, and you will not know that this has ever happened and that I was genuinely like, my heart was racing and I didn't know what I was going to see when I kicked that door in. Also, I'd been really heroic and kicked a door in and nobody knows. Well, the whole Um, story of that, night it begins with the, you know the excitement of you right. you know your heart's racing about the the excitement of seeing That's her what this and, is. and it was a roller coaster yes such a roller coaster and it is you're right it's awful that she just hasn't i mean i'm i'm presuming she was mortified and didn't yes. want to know i mean god knows what she like so she woke up in a towel yeah she woke up know. in a towel in her own bed yeah yeah so she's got no idea what well, I don't know how much she remembered. I think I left her a note as well. To, <laughs> exactly I mean, what happened. 20 it? minutes later. No, I didn't, you, I didn't no. do that. I was just like, I hope you're all right. I have watched you know. the entirety of Truly Madly Deeply. <laughs> Great film, by the way. Great film. So Gave her the notes that. on that. I'm still bad at smoking. Um, but yeah, no, so, so that it was such a weird time. And I, I, I wish I was able to say that it sort of... Uh, made me realise, right, this is one-sided, it's going nowhere, I'm going to move on. But I pine for her for another two years. Amazing. Because I was going to say, it's actually quite impressive that you still fancied her I... after that insane behaviour. Oh, I, behavior. Thought, I think it made it, my crush uh, on her even Interesting. Did you, was that the um, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing? What do you mean? Okay, so that is, you know, I know the term, pe- sure. Yeah. But the whole, Zoe so Deschanel, like, she's right? so, yeah, 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 she's a, you know, um, there's a great Lazy Susan sketch with yes. um, the sort of crazy French woman. Yeah, I um, love that. Yeah, story. me too. But but the whole sort of, I mean, I'm not sure passing out in the shower after putting on Truly Madly Deeply no. quite counts, but it is definitely, this woman is, you know, she's she's sort of um, exciting. She's a free spirit. Yeah, she's a free spirit. Yeah, there was definitely she some of that. brings a 50-year-old man home on a bike. She invites, she's comfortable you know. comfortable with, uh, with uh, you know, some pauper and prince, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. I, you know, I, de- I definitely sort of elevated her. Uh, in uh, in my imagination in that way is but I also had a lot of other stuff going on was depressed in retrospect mm-hmm. and had decided that uh, she was the barrier to my happiness as in if we couldn't <gasps> be together and oh, it, was, it was just so yeah. obviously an excuse to not examine the rest of my stuff yeah right? Yeah, so oh, I mean... I think we do this all the time. Oh, my like, God, and crushes are so... Yes. ...a lot of the time. Like, I remember, not to get too uh, Wikipedia philosophy about it, but um, reading that the Greeks had, like, it was like seven or eight different terms for love, and one of them is mania. It's where we get oh, the word, wow. and it's unrequited love. We get the oh, word mania from unrequited, unrequited love. love. Oh my god, this is such good. Fact. And I was like, "Yep, there we go. That was that's that explains it." And the ancient Greeks had already worked this out. <laughs> Here am I, age twenty, yeah. without a clue. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Weirdly, but you'd already slept with her. I know, but th- that night was so... I mean, you... Okay, I've never told anyone this, even my wife. I'm going to have to quickly text her after the recording. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to go out immediately. You might have to cut it out as well. Okay. Um, But I felt, when we started sleeping together, I felt so guilty about my long-term, long-distance girlfriend who we were on a break. It was one of those. Mm -hmm. But I felt so guilty, I faked an orgasm just to get out of that situation. (laughs) Right, yeah. So so the night for her had been weird and abrupt anyway. Yeah. Because I just felt so horrible. I didn't want this to continue. Because it was also, I didn't want this to be this either. You know? I yes. Kind of, you know, yeah, I wanted yeah. it to be something. Yeah, but you haven't sorted out your own grubby. shit. Less Just like, you've only, you've only slept with me when I'm in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Preoccupied. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a bit vulnerable Guilty and like and... confused and all the rest of it. Oh, man. But yeah, no, it, so it wasn't a good time. It was not a good time. But yeah. Um, yeah. And how did it? How well, did you I, get over it? I ended up getting another girlfriend um, eventually, um, who was really nice, a girl called Rosie. And then after two weeks, I turned, I went mad again and turned around to Rosie and I went, "I'm really sorry. I'm I'm enjoying this, but I I have to tell this girl how I feel about her so that I know oh, I've done it." Oh, right. Dave. Yeah. And so I broke it off with my girlfriend, and it was. You know, working. lovely. And I, I managed to actually, for the first time, express how I felt. And uh, I said, "You don't even need to give me an answer straight away. You know, just you know." I'm just telling you. I'm telling. And a couple of days later, uh, she got back to me with, "Thank you." Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she sounds kind of awful. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. Okay, okay, I believe you. And to be fair. Weren't we all awful? Right. Oh, <laughs> you know. yeah. I mean, shoes on the other foot. There's been yeah. some treatment that you... We're just oblivious to how this would make somebody feel, you know. You're so wrapped up in yourself. Yes. Yeah, it's weird that thing of um, you complete me, that mm. that thing of, um, oh, God, if I just... Well, I remember getting a letter from a girl in my year when we graduated school at, like, 18. She'd written, like, this long thing going... Um, uh, it's probably it. It will be. You'll know because it will be so. It will be so obvious how I feel about you. And I just wanted to say that you know I've been in love with you for like five years and blah blah blah. And oh, she wrote this whole God. thing, and I had no idea. No. Hadn't even crossed my mind. And I did nothing about it because I didn't know what to do. You didn't reply. Thank no, you. Thanks. <laughs> Returned the letter. Yeah, no, no. But it's like you go, oh, God. Yeah, the the worlds people create around us yes. sometimes that are just entirely imaginary. About, about them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I then did the same thing. So that's revenge. <laughs> but I feel like that's what we all do. Yeah. We make yeah. that. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird, isn't it? And that's why it's so amazing if you do have a crush on someone and it's reciprocated. Yeah. And I, I still think that's not, that's generally doesn't go that well because but the it's reciprocation still made up. is but no because the reciprocation is a great antidote to the imagination because there's yeah. sudden you, reality you know, reality is there and if you like the reality then right yeah brilliant. yeah yeah and then you can build on that right I guess yeah I mean I fancied my wife uh, from seeing a poster of her a year before I met her 
Oh. Um, which is nice, isn't it's it? It's really nice. It's really nice. Was that, that a was, crush? That... Yeah, I th- well, I, I didn't know who she was, so yeah. I don't know if it is. It's a, I think that's an interesting distinction as well. Yeah. I think crushes are when you take fancying somebody with you. And you start to build something around them. Oh, yes. So, like, I I was thinking about this in relation to... um, I've listened to episodes of Crushed and people talk about celebrities quite a bit. Yeah. And I was thinking in relation to that, which is like, well, I definitely fancied actresses from films and stuff, but I don't remember crushing on many of them. As in you'd think about them, like, the next day, the next week or whatever. I think Claire Danes was probably one of those in my so-called life where that was... But that was two years after I'd been in the all-girls school. So it was, you know, that was when I just really liked her, you know, yeah. um, for some reason. Um, uh, big eyes, straight hair. Big eyes, straight hair. Yeah. yeah. She wore jeans and a dress. <laughs> that's, that's properly hot. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of clothes. It's a lot of clothes. She was definitely warm. Um <laughs> Yeah, but no, so I th- I didn't have many of those where you're just, you know, wandering around the streets. Imagining uh, what you imagining might say. Imagining what your life with... To Jennifer Lopez. Right, right, for example. <laughs> for example. Just thinking about your crush on your wife. Yes. I'm presuming that you didn't do a lot of imagining no. about her, no, about no, your no, life no. or whatever. That is more... Well, I've never because heard I her think... speak. Yeah. Like, I didn't go to see the show. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that does show that that was not... Listen, this is all oh, I didn't much go... healthier, I think. Yeah, I don't go see anything in Edinburgh. <laughs> I've, I've had enough of shows just by being in them. But like... certainly not... Um, yeah, because you fancy someone in them. Because, I mean, that's Do you know what? I surreal... think I would have felt creepy if I'd gone to a show because I fancied somebody. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes it feels weird enough to Google someone, um, yeah. you know, sort of slightly intrusive. Right, just you're... like, oh, Google's probably keeping a record that I've done this. <laughs> but also it's sort of spying, isn't it? it well, it is. Yeah, Go it and is. see her in a it show is. is the ultimate spying. <laughs> well, I think spying is the ultimate <laughs> spying. But, All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, I think, I think that is a uh, dipping a toe in the mania camp, really, yes. of just like, well, I'm going to sit there and think about you in a context you are blissfully unaware of. Yeah. With this very unbalanced relationship of me being in the audience in the dark and you yeah. performing for me. I d- I, that would have made me feel like a creep, I think. Yeah. Um, Kelly Brook, do you remember uh, when, well, you probably don't remember when Kelly Brook decided she wants to be an actress, she did a play um, where she played a pole dancer. Okay. And the Sultan of Brunei, this was at a very small French theatre, the Sultan of Brunei rang and said, can I book every seat oh for one God. night? Um, and to their credit, because obviously a full house is a full house and there's yeah. a lot of money, they were like, no, you can't do that. You, you can't sit there. Because and... you, what you've bought there is a lap dance. Yeah, that's what that's, he wanted, a lap dance with, with Kelly Brook. I'm Sultan not sure even when to really come down in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, there is an element of... I mean, yeah, where where is the power? Is it the guy yeah. sitting in the dark or is it the woman in the spotlight? But I think it is the healthier thing to do... You know, you're in, you're literally in the same business. You will know know people in common or whatever. Yeah. There's a you know, you want to meet her. I mean, I'm not saying that you did a lot of pursuing even. No, we just ended up meeting, and then I yeah. remembered that that had happened. You sort of go, oh, you're the you're, yeah, fit yeah. bird off that. Poster. You're the nun of the poster. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and no, that we ended up being in a band together, and we got. That's to... the like the opposite of a well, crush as well, isn't it? Is it? Well, it's collaboration and it's, um, it's getting to know each other. You it's know, weirdly it's, this. It's ke- hot. It's, it's chemical it's... rapport that sure. isn't sexual, but it's non-verbal as well. So she was the bassist, I was the drummer. Yeah. And we we the ended up. Room. We ended up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We were we were a rhythm section, and she we ended up snogging after our first gig. That was it, yeah. and then getting married after our last one. So, ah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, that was that was a different thing. Yeah, it's totally a different thing because fancying someone, and I'm not saying you're attainable. <laughs> Maybe I am saying you were attainable. She attained you. Right. That yeah, that is empirically correct. <laughs> You know, you you fancy someone and then you get to know them and then you both you both fancy each other and you know that's obviously yeah. sort of the dream. Oh, but that's happened so many times in my life. As I say, I've ended very up, lucky. I've ended up dating my friends because I'm just so cowardly that just like, <laughs> I basically need to run it to the point where neither of us can keep up this charade any longer. Like I've I've only seen up to series three, episode thirteen of The West Wing because that's when uh, myself and a girl. Uh, we, so that was our sort of courtship was pretending we wanted to watch the West Wing together and we ended up uh, kissing I remember halfway through episode 13 I've not seen the rest of it wow um, um, yeah this this sort of it just sort of that's a strange that courtship yeah I remember also getting that feeling like I did with my uh, telling my parents I want to play the drums when I was 10 years old with um, another another friend at university and I had to tell her how I feel. Like, I've, I've only, you know, I've s- squashed that feeling so many times. But yeah. this, this was one where I just, like, I can't see her again without having told her. And I'm so, so fraught and sort of sweaty and just, like, panicky about it. But saying, look, I really feel strongly about you. Like, and she couldn't have been more dismissive. She was like, yeah, obviously. What do you think this is? Which <laughs> is like, I was so nervous about doing this. He's like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I shouldn't tell this story, but I have I'm, a I'm still good friends with her. Yeah, I have a similar thing with a guy who who said something about wanting to kiss me as if it was a, um, you know, if it was going to come as a terrible shock that right. I needed to prepare for, and I was like, literally like. Oh my god! I mean, I, I'm so sick of waiting. I just like this. This is hours and hours, if not years, yeah. of building up to this point. Yes, will you just get on and kiss me? This is. I mean, I think we were in bed together. <laughs> and had been for and months. Had been, yeah. Right. Yeah. No. It's. But then, to be fair to poor you and yeah. poor this guy. There are definitely times where that hasn't worked, where you, you do the sweaty, fraught speech and the girl is like, uh, even if she has known secretly, yeah. I know they do want to kiss me, um, they're like, no, I'm not going to let you, I'm not into this sort of thing. So you're right, humans are completely unpredictable yes. <laughs> and you can't ever guarantee, however much you think, this seems, I seem to have laid the groundwork here. <laughs> yeah. There might be someone who turns around because they're an arsehole or, you know, because they they really didn't understand or they couldn't or yeah. whatever. They will turn around and go, actually, actually, nah. Yeah, I, I'm that that must be mortifying as well. Mm. But because I've never made myself vulnerable in that way, I've never experienced that, you know, that that's the only reason. But, um, I, I mean, have you ever been, like, 
proposition by a stranger because I find I'm slightly in awe of people can ask out people they fancy just randomly but then I also see red flags because I'm like is this a numbers game to you do you do this in every room you're in like and then you know because it's happened to me a few times I've never asked anyone out who I've just seen and gone oh I like them really never 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 but um it's happened to me a few times mostly at music uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so maybe the presence dark, of loud music dark and sweaty and loud. silences yeah. my brain enough that I actually look quite calm. <laughs> um, and that's appealing. But um, <laughs> it's only happened in that environment um, over the years. It's sort of petered out uh, recently. <laughs> You're going to live. But I've never said yes. I've never, I've always and felt And why is too, that? I don't know. I've just been like, oh, this all sounds a bit awful. It's always by mean? a friend. Oh, I it's see. always like my friend fancies you. But Oh I see. But not even like it happened when I was a teenager, but it's happened when I was like in my thirties as well. Like it happened at uh, the Latitude Festival, I think. And I was just like, Oh, I just find this all a bit cringe. Really? So I even think it's because you... the context of your interaction is so obvious. It's so front oh, and centre. Yeah. That I need I need some bullshit yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a bit more gameplay. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me to really be comfortable in there. That's really interesting. I mean, I don't think... I have been propositioned, but I don't think I've ever... Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Oh, no, I have said yes. I said yes to someone because it was about to be the anniversary of being five years single. And um, I'd been going around telling... The anniversary of being five years single. So you were six years single. Shut up, shut up, Sorry. (laughs) I'm such a pedant. (laughs) I don't know why anyone's asked you out. Um, It's been a really bad time. Um... No, and a guy randomly asked me out, and I'd been going around saying, I've, I've told this story before, but I, uh, I, I'd i been going around saying that I um, was going to raise my standards. I was sick of being told I needed to lower my standards. So I was going to raise my standards on the fifth anniversary of being single, so that only Griff from the Super Furry Animals, sure. he's the only person that I would say I mean, that is yes raising to. your standards. It's insane. Um and because, but weirdly, even though that was clearly a joke, I think somewhere in me I was thinking that I was supposed to do this. Um, and a guy asked me out the week before um, that was going to happen, wow. and so I just said, "I said yes." And it, to be fair, it didn't. It didn't happen a lot. I don't get asked out. And it was a guy at a party. You know, so he sort of had enough of a, you know, credentials. That yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. You know, he seems he seems like a like a nice guy. I'll say. I mean. <laughs> ended disastrously but I was very glad that I did it because I felt like actually that is the sort of thing you need to do you just need to go oh god I don't need to take this all so seriously I just need to go and you know make some mistakes that's it uh, that's it I'm yeah I mean I'm (laughs) I'm trying to remember like times when as I say, I've not asked anyone out. I've, that, there was the one time when I was propositioned by the friend of a terrifying uh, girl in a PVC cat suit, and I was just like, "No, no, I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't know what to." Yeah, do. you can't go out with someone who frightens. No, you. I mean that's not a good. When idea. I still live with my parents, like I can't. <laughs> Hi, I'm not coming home tonight. Um, I don't know her name. That, like that just, just wouldn't work. Um, I did. I remember. Um. My first girlfriend I properly liked. Um, no, uh, no, I know. I know, Because when classic. I was 11, I was bullied into a, a year-long relationship with a girl I never spoke to at a disco because all of the girls wanted it to happen. And so I, wow. they just kept badgering me until I said yes, you know. 
And it's like, that's what being an 11-year-old is like. <laughs> what was her name? Her name was Claire. I'm still friends with her. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I can't let them go. <laughs> yeah, it really seems like point-making no, after a while. No, No, but you're right. It must be awful for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, this is my friend. Just And have you with... Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I remember 12 years old, I got together with my, I, I'd say probably so at that time. So this is time, your first girlfriend that you liked? Yeah, but it was my best friend as well, Kim. And, you know, we ended up getting off at a school disco or something and it was just like, oh, amazing. You know, like we really, really like each other. But then just that pressure of romance was oh, so much that... It was the Valentine's Day disco, and so I think Valentine's Day was the very next day. So because we got together at the disco, I suddenly had to go, what do I do? What do I do? And I absolutely just went into a flat spin and just... What did you I, do? So I, I did what every 12-year-old does. I went Chocolate to, Teddy? went to Clinton Cards and yeah. bought some tat. Like I bought like, I bought like a far too expensive uh, puppy, like soft toy with a heart in its mouth or something, and a card. And then... I remember I had them in my locker in a bag and then suddenly my other good friend, other best friend, I'd say Sam, came over and was like, hey, and Kim was with him. Oh, I was just like, oh God, why have we got an intermediary? Like what's happening? Yeah, He's like, chaperone. So what's in your locker? I was like, no, don't, I've not, there's still a price tag on it. I've not written the card yet. Don't. He's like, you should maybe look in your locker. I was just like, Sam, what are you doing? I was just like, and Kim's right there doing none of the talking, yeah. which is really weird. And so I just panic and sort of huff out of the room. <laughs> and and I come back later when the coast is clear and I go to my locker and go, right, I'll write, I'll write the card and I'll do it properly now that I can do it in my own way because I'm feeling the pressure. And there is a red envelope in my locker, oh. like wedged in. And that's what Sam had been yeah. talking no, about. I'd got and I just hadn't <laughs> turned round. I hadn't got it at the time. I just <sighs> acted weird and run away. And so I was like... <laughs> and because, again, because you're stupid at that age, I didn't talk to Kim about it. I didn't do anything. I just quietly took the stuffed dog to the skip. No! I put it in the skip. No! And... <laughs> And assumed our relationship was over. What? Why? Oh, David, I'm genuinely annoyed. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God, did you read the card? Yeah, yeah. But you thought my behaviour... Was just unacceptable. So so let's draw a line. Yeah, she will definitely not like me anymore now. Oh, my God, you like a girl after she makes you watch (laughs) a romantic film and gets unconscious in the shower. I know. Things can be tested further. Yeah, terrible. Terrible, but you know, I'm so, hoping some somebody got a free dog out of a skip oh, for Valentine's Day. That is quite sad. And yeah. um, my friend's son, aged about thirteen or fourteen, um, I think the girl went to his house uh, and sent. A, I, I think it was a Valentine's card. It was something, a right. note saying so and so has a crush on you, and he went to bed and wouldn't leave. Like wouldn't leave his room 
for, oh for, for days. And I, I was talking about this and saying, but why? And then I was thinking, no, I sort of know why. It's kind of horrendous, isn't yeah. it? It's just that much... That much emotion, that much effort, that much pressure is just, it's all too much. I feel a bit sick talking yes. about None of this has happened to me. You don't want to be feel... looked at as a teenager. So no, the idea exactly. that you're supposed to look directly into each other's oh. eyes and enjoy that. Oh, is awful. Yeah, worst. you're right. The worst. You're right. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you were already best friends with them yeah. and you had like a really fun time usually. No, like because there was no context there was no expectation on it yeah. right and so as soon as like it's now now this is romantic yeah you go oh god i have to look at her and then what if she actually sees who i am no. when she looks into you know it's oh my god, terrifying yeah. um but yeah no the, the so the relationship with kim lasted i think a day um that's so but we sad. never spoke of it again that's the thing we we're just like oh, well no i mean i have to say from kim's point of view you would just be like, I don't know, what, 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 what was going that? On what with the him? hell happened? Yeah. yeah. And I was, I would assume, well, I'd assume that you'd massively gone off me very right. quickly. You right. know, you sort of go, okay, that that you were so mortified what to receive a Valentine's card. Yeah, yeah. That one, that, you but know. I categorically refused to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> those poor kids. Yeah, man. Did I'm sort of glad those days are over. Oh, I'm very glad those days yeah. are over. I mean, do you get so do you get crushes now? Um, no. Florence I Pugh. Well, I, I, know, I knew you were going to bring yeah. up Florence Pugh. I think Danielle has overstated. <laughs> I think only because Pugh. you're. It's the only name that's ever. You know, my husband has lists and lists. Oh, does he? Of who I'm. I don't know. I you know I still I still find people attractive, but it's you. You've got to knock that on the head if you're going. I mean, we we live we work in an industry where they are. We might meet them, <laughs> so that's not the same as someone who works in accounts fancying well someone off the telly. Sure, I mean, no, I'm assuming that they are people that you haven't met. That yeah. you know, you can hold those people. I mean, I'm, but I what know. do you do if you do end up having a crush well, or something? You just have to sort of accept that that's sort of chemically. What happens, right? Yeah, I think yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. And then you can't live your life feeling guilty about it. Fizzles and, yeah. you know, it's not it's yeah. not real, that's the point. But I still think, unlike when I was 11 or 12, it's sort of more fun right. now. Okay. So, you know. Well, I because, mean, you because get... you know it's just a, a, yeah. a pastime. It's not, yes, you don't exactly. have the terror that I have to actually turn this into a reality. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or... Yeah, that I'm supposed to, at least, that I'm supposed to make some kind of effort right. to, you know, contact Ryan Reynolds and For example. out with him, you know. Sure. Which, obviously, that is what I would be doing if I was single. Really? Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> no. Oh. No. I mean, um, oh, God knows what I'd be like. It's funny, sometimes I think about what I would be like if I was single, and um, I forget that my life would be so different that I would be complete, you know, I'd yeah. be a complete... Well, I'd be miserable. Wreck. Yeah, well, because exactly. I, I have not developed the skills in order to <laughs> let anyone know that I like them. And I'm no longer at university or school where they are forced to spend every day with me anyway. So we can we can take it as slow as that. Like, it would it'd be awful. I would be utterly unprepared for the world of dating. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I work it out. I'm not an idiot. But, I, you know, I just... <laughs> Let's make some plans. Right, right. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. No, well, um, mercifully, I still fancy my wife. Ah, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a relief for me. No, for sure. You oh, know, it makes, it makes life a lot easier. <laughs> like, I, you know, pe- it happens, doesn't it? People sort of like, oh, I don't have a crush on my partner anymore. No, and so I think... So I'll just turn this into a sort of administrative... Yeah. No, and you do need you do need to find a way to right <laughs> keep that spark. Oh God, I, I know we now sound say? like uh... <laughs> Trini and Susanna. No, they're, yeah. they're fashion, aren't they? Loose women. We sound like loose we women. Sound like loose women. Um. Yeah. No, but you do get uh, obsessions with things. So, like, not necessarily crushing on humans. Humans. <laughs> Where's this going, <laughs> oh, Margaret? Dear, I don't know. Um. No, I just remember talking to, when I t- spoke to Lucy Porter, Yeah, she was like, well, one week I'll be obsessed with Manchego cheese or whatever. <laughs> you know, um, that kind of, you know, I suppose that sort of spark. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what she's talking about there. Okay. But, well, no, I mean, I mean, that's personality types, isn't it? Sort of someone yeah. who becomes obsessive with something for a short period of time. Yeah. I don't know. I've not, I don't really feel that way. You know, I tend to, you know, I'm pretty, I've plateaued in life. Yeah. Those spikes aren't happening. I should ask, um, we've sort of covered this, but whether you think it's different for, for girls and boys, whether you've noticed that, um, you say you've never talked about no. this stuff. I mean, I'm, I think some guys talk to each other about people they fancy and stuff, but yeah. just not my friends, or, or certainly they don't do it with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, just don't talk about this stuff at all. But do you think you feel it in the same way? Feel what? Crushes. Oh. I mean, like, I can't possibly know that. But it's yeah. it's certainly... Uh, the teenage ones that I'm, you know, recalling, it's, it's all-consuming, absolutely, mm-hmm. it is. Like, the first time I fell in love, which is a crush that then goes your way, right? It's no yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're still pining after them for all that time and thinking about them until it actually happens. It's like, I remember walking, uh, I was just walking through town or something and thinking, and this was six months into the relationship, thinking, I haven't seen a single other woman in that way since we started thinking about each other and being surprised by that actually because yeah. as a teenager you're like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm just like but it was like it's that thing of it just it's they are they are now everything we're going to do the maths now all right so are you aware of the maths yeah I am aware of the maths um, I, did I, you, I did went you, to a girl's yes school. I was going to say were they doing it oh there? yeah okay. yeah 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 so this is what 1992 so yeah yeah Classic yeah. time. Um, so when I say your biggest crush... Yeah, well, we've got to go with uh, Sammy Blackburn, I think. Sammy Blackburn. Uh, the first. She's only, yeah, she's got one S. Sorry, this is... Uh, <laughs> this is good podcasting. It's great podcasting. <laughs> so would my perfect match be Love Loverson? Is that how it works? <laughs> no, but I feel like a higher number of that, those yeah, letters is okay. good. Um. Well, the only 100% I ever found was Alan Cumming and Hannah Barrow, who was a friend of mine from university. <laughs> and are, are they happily married? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's 61%. Well, I think that says it all. It's a, 
I do feel sorry for Sammy Blackburn, though, although yeah. I'm sure she enjoys yeah, so watching do I. With, your, with your rucksack tumbling off a of bus. Oh, man. <gasps> Wasted so, opportunity. I think it might be my most vivid memory. <laughs> <laughs> we should try and recreate it. I might do some fan art. <laughs> <laughs> tumbling off a of bus. Yes, with a we broken bought... rucksack. <clears throat> in front of Sa- How old were you? 17. Okay, I'm drawing that now. Uh, thank you very much, David Reed. Thank you. See, I told you, wasn't that great? Wasn't that a great episode? I absolutely loved it. Um, although I was annoyed listening to it that when he was talking about a relationship um, that he was having while in Edinburgh with someone from York and he talks about the relationship going south and neither of us brought up the geographical accuracy of that comment and um yeah it's a it's a big regret so I'm glad that I can put it here uh, where most people have stopped listening uh if you are still listening thank you I love you particularly uh thank you for all of your support uh thanks to Dave do go to the Substack um you get a special extra Christmas special episode featuring Julia Rayside where we talk about the uh, crush-gasm that is love, actually. Crush-gasm. God. So sorry about that. Uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to Crushed by Margaret Caborn-Smith, hosted by Margaret Caborn-Smith and produced by Victoria Lloyd and Lindsay Fenner for Mighty Bunny Productions. If you can bear it, please like, subscribe, rate and give us a nice review as it helps me feel better about my life choices.